a leader with something to prove will eventually begin to drive people rather than lead people. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference, and the college football system should expand to eight teams. I've changed my tone, eight teams from last week. How you doing, Logan? This is my co-host, Logan. How are you doing? I just discovered Hershey's Kisses Candy Cane Edition. Is this the white chocolate ones? Yes. Is this the first time you've ever... Yes, it even has the crunchy candy cane yes, in it. It's so yes, good. and I'm going to ask... That you keep those away from me They're because in a big I talked about in my office. I know, and because I talked about health last time, and so we'll have to take that podcast down. Yeah, I, I, I listened to what you said. I'm getting a lot of rest while I eat my Hershey's kisses, so don't um, worry about that, Perry. Yeah, they don't would put worry. me into a coma. Oh my gosh, Perry, this is the last day of confidence killers. I'm so sad. Right? It kills my confidence. We got two to go. Two more confidence killers. Two more. Let's start. Number six. Number six confidence killer is comparison i hear you i know where this is going i feel like that's you know i've got i got some things in mind about what you're going to say about that one yeah yeah well here's here's the deal you you can learn from other people absolutely but comparing yourself to other people will always always rob your joy and i can say this from personal experience and from working with leaders that comparison has crippled the confidence of more leaders than we could ever imagine um, like I said, we, we should learn from them, um, but when we compare, it, it, it crushes our emotional stability. What are some things that happen when we compare? Like, give me three. Well, three, three side effects would be, the first one I would say would be insecurity. Um, because if I'm, comparison, if I'm comparing, then when I look at everything that everyone is doing right, and I compare instead of just trying to learn, it causes me to think that everything I'm doing is wrong. And an insecure leader will begin to try to prove themselves rather yep. than following, following their calling. And one of the things I'm writing down at least once or twice a week, um, I just write it down somewhere on like a sticky note or an envelope or something I have is, um, and it's just something I feel like the Lord's communicating to my heart right now is th these words, you have nothing to prove. I feel like that's the consistent thing that I'm having to tell myself. And I think there's probably a leader out there that probably needed to hear that because a lot of times, though, that comes from comparison. We'll look at somebody else's ministry or somebody else's preaching style. They're obviously better than we are, and then we think we're pathetic when we're not. Um, and then a leader, will, a leader with something to prove will eventually begin to drive people rather than lead people. Right. And people love to be led. They hate to be driven. Because, you know, if you, it, yeah, people love to be led. They hate to be driven. The second thing it can cause is, is anger. Anger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if we obsess with what other people are doing right and what we're doing wrong, then eventually we'll become critical yeah. of people that are doing stuff right. Like, look at some of the most popular 
celebrities and pastors or whatever in America or in the world, like uh, Joel Osteen. Now, there's a lot of people that hate on Joel Osteen. They've Is he never, the guy with the spinning globe in yes. the background? Okay, and gotcha. it's that, y'all, I'm telling you, it's that spinning globe that pulls people in. I'm telling you, it, that's the Hypnosis. secret. If your church has a spinning globe, it just hypnotizes people. But um, <laughs> a lot of people hate on, oh, he says this, and he says that. And they've never met him. They've never had a conversation with him. And if you really dig deep when people get angry and critical, it's always saying way more about them than it is the other person. Um, I mean, and so, so anyway, true. haters, yeah. but don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. No one likes haters. Well, haters don't even like here's haters. The time. I don't have time to hate because in order to make a negative comment, you've got to. I mean, there's so much we don't know about people. I don't know enough about people to start making negative comments. And and focusing on their success causes me to lose the joy of the blessings that God has given me. Um, the third negative side effect is is despair, because when we hyper focus on the success of others, and believe we're failures because we're comparing ourselves to them, we start questioning our calling, we question our ability, and this is where we entertain ideas about quitting. And sometimes we want to quit not because we're doing something bad but because it seems like other people are doing it better and we can't enjoy the success that God has given us because we're too obsessed with the success that God has given other people. So um, Paul writes this in Galatians 6.4 in the New Living Translation. He said this, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. All right, y'all. Drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that, that was, was more a, like a trumpet. That, that was I a just trumpet, did. Yeah. actually. It was a whole band. It was a whole orchestra <laughs> in here. We are finally at the seventh, the final confidence killer. Final confidence killer. And the confidence killer is this, the over-under misunderstanding. Yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going to lie. Nope. What? <laughs> no, nope. it's, it's, so I heard somebody say this. I don't know who I heard said it say it the first time. I've heard it said by multiple leaders multiple times. So this is not my original content, but I can't quote who said Disclaimer. it because it's yeah, it's just out there. It's kind of like a Chris Tomlin song. Everybody's done it. Um, as <laughs> I just got that no, joke. Is no disrespect song? to Chris Tomlin. The dude just writes like it's like, hey Chris, what'd you do today? Oh, I wrote a number one hit. Hey, Chris, what'd you do today? I wrote a number one hit. Hey, Chris, we need a song here. Are we being haters right now? No, oh no, no, no. Chris gosh. is amazing. No, no. It's like, Chris, we need a song here. Okay, how's this? How great is our God? How great is our God? How great? How great is our God? Chris, that's amazing. Here's Brilliant. A, here's a million dollars. I mean, no, he's an anointed. There's, there is no hatred in my heart at all towards Chris Tomlin. That dude can write a worship song that'll make the devil cry. Ooh. Oh, that was good. That anyway, sounds like a country song. It all it does. I'm gonna work on that. Anyway, the over under misunderstanding is uh, and here. Look through all the way back to the quote. Here it is. We overestimate what we can accomplish in the short term, and we underestimate what we can accomplish in the long term. For for example, I'll set this up. In 2002, I was leading a goal. I was leading a church, and we had a goal of a thousand people showing up for Easter that year in 2002. And a thousand people would have been amazing because we had hit 
Um, six hundred one time. We had actually we we had six oh six on one Sunday, and so to hit a thousand would be amazing. And so I said we're gonna hit a th- we're gonna hit a thousand people for Easter, and we planned. We sent out direct mail pieces. Now this is before this is pre internet, like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. None of that even existed. The apps weren't even on. Nobody knew what an app was. Um, and so we, we prayed and we sent out direct mail pieces and told people to invite their friends. And on Easter Sunday that year, we had 573 people. We didn't even mm. hit our record high. So, so people were trying to say, well, we had a good crowd. But when you aim for 1,000 and you hit 573, you just got to call that a loss. Yeah. I, that's where I came up with it. That's when I started telling people, you can't polish a turd. At the oh, end of the goodness. day, we went there. If at the end of the day, if you missed it, just say you missed it. And my confidence was crushed because I was thinking short term, not long term, because I had no idea that by 2007, just five years later, we would have 12,795 wow. people at our Easter services. And then in 2012, 10 years later, we'd have 35,447 people for Easter services. And so that was, I got really, really, really discouraged in the short term, but I had no idea what was possible in the long term. So what are some ideals, I guess you could say, that you would hold to keep that sort of thing in check? Well, there's a few. First, number one is, um, and I heard this from Dave Ramsey, Slow and steady wins the race. Now, that's the tortoise in the hair book. Yep. He wrote that go. verse. That, that, and that's where he got it. So, <laughs> Because there's no such thing as an overnight success. The only thing that blossoms overnight are mushrooms. And nobody wants to be a fungus. So, um, <laughs> it, it, And in the rare instance that there is an overnight success, it's highly likely it'll be an overnight failure too. So if you go slow and steady, it allowed you to build the culture you desire hire people that fit your culture, evaluate the direction and make changes without having a major impact. You get to experiment with new ideas. There's all kinds of benefits by really wrapping your mind around the fact that slow and steady wins the race. What is your second ideal? My second ideal is a specific plan is essential for progress and success. Yes, plan, 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 people. Yeah, because a mentor told me one time, fail to plan, plan to fail. And a lot of pastors, you know, because a lot of pastors and church leaders listen to this podcast, and they'll say, well, we pray. That's how we handle things around here. But prayer without planning and perspiration is simply piss poor leadership. <laughs> that should be a shirt. At, at the end of the day, God gave Noah a plan for building the ark, but Noah didn't Pray it down out of the sky. He perspired and he worked out the plan. If a farmer went out, and let's say this farmer is responsible for feeding 5,000 people, his crops, and all he did was pray, but and he prayed. He prayed like seven hours a day, but he didn't put any seed in the ground. He didn't weed the garden. He didn't, he didn't do anything. He didn't till the ground. All he did was pray. We would call him responsible. But in church world, we'll... we'll We'll make that guy like the leader because he prays. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's completely irresponsible to be in leadership without some sort of plan. Now, I think the world's changing at such a rapid rate that six to 12 uh, month strategic growth plans work. When people put, I, I know a church that put together a 10 year plan, and I'm like, in 10 years, we legitimately 
like AR, VR, that all that's going to... Your plan's going to be a hologram. Yes, it could be. We could be living in, we, we could be living in like Star Wars world. And, that's so creepy. Yeah, but it's, but it's cool. So six to 12, six to 12 months is, is what I think. Third ideal. I'm kind of sad. We're coming up on the end of the podcast after this. <laughs> well, here, here it is. Here it is. Two steps forward and one step back is still one step forward. Um, as we make progress, we should celebrate it. And if we take a step back, we should, we should learn from it. And if we take a step back early in the process and learn from it, it means we don't have to take a step back in the future. Perry, I feel confident we killed that. Do you like what I did there? For our I'll, confidence I like series. what you did there. Yeah, and, and this, eventually we're going to have this available in a PDF for people um, with all the information so they can get it and just download it off the website. But these are, this has been just, this was a, a lesson that I wrote out. These are things that have killed my confidence in the past. And I hope that by us talking about it, it's helped some leaders out. I hope every one of you listening um, has an incredible Christmas uh, season. Hope a lot of really great things happen in your church or your ministry. I hope year-end giving explodes, and uh, we will see you next year on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Whoa, 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 whoa.